The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, and excessive chirping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects, please contact your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. And here we go. <laughs> G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora. Thank you guys for joining us today, and we have a whole lot to talk about. I got from the world of fighting sports to the saddest story of what what is now going to be uh, probably one of the biggest modern-day cases of, how do you want to approach this? Child, child pornography. Child pornography, yeah. So it's it's all over the place for this last week, that's to say the least. It's been a freaking disaster. I think the the saddest part of the entire situation, well, we, we're going to be discussing a rapist and a child predator. So it, both of them are really sad, really sad cases that this is a thing. I agree with you. Why don't we, uh, let's see, is there anything, any light news we can get out of the way? Something to soften them up with? Um... Please tell me yes. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm is. looking at the Hollywood news, and um, okay, hear me out here. Yeah, let's hear. Okay, um, are you guys familiar with Jason Momoa, Aquaman? Right, when he was in Game of Thrones, he used to wear a pink sock over his junk when he would do his sex scenes—a pink fuzzy sock. Now, what's the purpose of the sock? It protects you when you're doing a sex scene. Sometimes you wear a jock strap. Sometimes you wear a sock. You wear it to cover up. Whenever I did sex scenes, I, I preferred the guys to cover up. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes there's a point where if they're showing too much skin, anything will show. Yeah. But they'll usually tuck everything into a sock. Tuck everything into a sock. That's very respectable. But why the pink fuzzy sock? He just wanted a pink fuzzy sock. I thought it was awesome. All right. Well, fair enough. Good on good on Jason Momoa. Um well, let's move into let's move into a little more of the main topics here. Let's start off with the fact that Logan Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather had their conference recently, and it was rudely interrupted by Logan's little brother. Hmm. Lex, what was this charger thing attached to? What were you charging? The computer. Okay. I was like, "What are you doing?" Just curious. Trying to make sure our setup I'm, isn't well, good. No, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what did I do? I unplugged it because it was in the way. I'm trying to get things to work. Like, did I break everything? No, no, no. I think you're okay. Okay. But yeah, get, getting back to the topic at hand, uh, apparently as the story goes, Logan and Floyd were having their conference. At some point, uh, his younger brother, Jake, jumped into the fray to take Logan. I don't, I don't want to put hat. his name out there. Let's call him the rapist. I mean, you're more. Okay. The fine. rapist. I don't it's, want his name point, on there. I don't want to give him breasts. He's a terrible person. Well, unfortunately, we're going to give him press no matter what we do. But if you want to nickname him, I'm okay with that. We're just calling him the rapist. So uh, then for the sake of that, the rapist came in and took his hat off Floyd's head. Uh, Floyd then became upset, talking about disrespect. At some point, uh, the hat stealer rapist was hit in the face, left with a black eye. And there's some discussion as to whether it was Floyd security or Floyd Mayweather himself. I looked at the video. I know you looked at the video. It looked like his security. And it looked like his security did it versus Floyd himself. I'm really disappointed in Logan Paul. You think he'd know better. His brother, the rapist, is a um, – Alexis is laughing in the background. It's not funny. He's a terrible person. He should be in jail. Um, his brother True. is a 
scene-stealing, attention-stealing hack. So you think he'd have known better than to kind of bring him there so his brother could use Logan's platform to get attention. Yeah. This really should have been focused on Logan Paul, who, despite what people say, I don't think is a bad fighter, by the way. No, Lo Logan has his shortcomings, but his that mainly comes from his personality. For instance, he's very he's very uh, ego minded, and so when he, for instance, there's a very great video of Ryan Garcia, very well known, very professional, very strong boxer, giving him tips on how to fight Floyd, and he's next to arguing with this prodigy over how he should compete well, against Floyd Mayweather. Here's the question: Is this just for the cameras? Think of how much people's personalities change when they're off camera. Mm. Logan Paul could just be an egotistical tool on camera and a decent guy in real life. I actually haven't heard a lot of complaints about Logan Paul personally. I've heard he's a dick quite often. Um, but maybe it's just compared to his brother, I'm less angry at him. <laughs> I don't know what the reason is. All I know is that you would never want to promote yourself that way if you're trying to be a professional boxer when you're on camera. So if that's his deal, then that's something I would recommend he or highly recommend he work past. Uh, that's a that's a very poor show for him, at least. Makes Ryan look great, though. Makes the other guy look fantastic. I I, I just think that. The rapist seems to pull all of the air out of the room. He seems to make everything about him. And so when his brother is trying to play a tool or trying <laughs> to play the bad guy character... It just doesn't come across as well or what? No, he's drowned out by it. Uh, think of like Conor McGregor, right? The man's made a beautiful living yeah. playing the bad guy. That he did. That he genius, did. genius way he promoted himself. Now everyone's trying to do it. It it just doesn't work. I, you know, we we uh, looked at different ways to promote you, and promoting you as like the bad boy definitely didn't work. No, but I also would have been a bad candidate for that, anyways. Yeah, you keep hugging people. Yeah, I think I think your uh, <laughs> your on screen persona has to somewhat match, or at least be resemblant, uh, resemble your personality to a degree. You go you go polar opposites, and things start to slip and. Uh, things fall through the cracks in a sense. Yeah, you may, I mean, today you had us chasing an older lady in a car because she left her trunk open. We chased her for like half a mile. Yeah, yeah, she had flowers hanging out the back of her car and it didn't make sense how she had it oriented because it wasn't like tied up or, or strapped in well. So we got to her side and kind of signal what's up and sure enough, that wasn't intentional. But that's why I'm not the bad guy. That's why I'm the Amer I'm the American <laughs> I'm the American man who steps into the cage. You're, that, you're the all American boy. Yeah, that's what it is. You're right. But going back to that story a little bit, people are talking consistently about who how it went down or what the repercussions are if now Floyd's gonna take on the rapist in a different fight. And I just I think he did it for publicity. Of course he did it for I, publicity. I think he did it just to just to kind of maybe he wanted to get in Floyd's head somewhat, but I don't see how that would have worked. I don't think it would have gotten in his head. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can see it doing a little bit, but if Connor couldn't rock his confidence and he's got he's got that super great technique for getting inside people's heads or the competitors' heads, then I don't think that uh, either one of these kids are going to be able to do it. I think these are children trying to play a grown-up game. I say children, they're your age. They're not that young. Well, it, it, I think whether or not about their age, they certainly act as children. Whether it be Logan's, Logan's naivete when it comes to this industry, uh, just in how he talks about boxing itself. And he, not to mention, he's brought a lot of money to it so far, a lot of fame to it. So I can't, I can't, uh, I can't disparage him for that. I'm just saying that he seems a little bit new to this industry in a sense, you know? But as far as the, the, the younger brother goes, the rapist goes, I don't think he's got a place in the sport. And I don't... And like I said, this was all just for publicity. I think Floyd, this is a so, money fight hang for on. Floyd. We just got contacted. Um, our guest for today Yeah. with the uh, Bespies agency, uh -huh. Scarlett's in the hospital. Oh, no. And so these, I got to tell you, these these are amazing people. These are people that uh, Bear's been working with. And we were really excited to have them on the show. So we'll have them on another time. But um, I... Good God, I hope she's okay. Yeah, I don't even know what it would be. Um, I couldn't even begin to imagine. Hopefully something serious, maybe just a a 
there's nothing you can say where I hope it's only this, but they're in the hospital, right? I was about to say, I hope it's only a severe flu as compared to what, though, you know? Dude, we're in the age of COVID. Right? Um, so that wouldn't have worked. I just, I wish her all the best. I, I look forward to having her on the show when she's better. Yeah, no kidding. Well, her uh, and, uh, and her, is it her husband? Yeah. Yeah, yeah her it's, husband. It's a, it's a married couple that has this great agency. No, and I actually look forward to working for them, with them myself. Yeah. And so. So we'll we'll have them on another time. I just, I hope they're okay. So we're going to switch out the guests. Uh, we'll probably jump on, throw Alexis on and go back to the subject that everyone asked us to go back to a few months ago. Which was the BDSM uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, because you're always a good guest for that, Mr. Kinky Pants. Yeah, we'll talk about sex. <laughs> I feel it's funny. I have a live stream going on for my TikTok page, and that's a majority children. So since they can now stay on for the whole hour, essentially, they get to you watch. You better clean that up. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to. Holy shit. Oh, I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Actually, this started um, because of Sean Patrick Flannerty. It's called right. the Sean Patrick Flannerty rule. He was in Gotham, the Boondock Saints. Gorgeous man. Love him to death. Uh, funny as hell. But he said it, he swore so much so often when we were at Comic-Con that we decided to make it a charity thing because I can't get actors to stop swearing. Well, I don't think you should try. Let them be Let them be free. You are saying that because money goes to your gym every time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't know why you... Now, we shouldn't be telling them... We're not, but we're not behind the scenes texting them saying, hey, you need to say the word fuck more often. But uh, I'm not giving money every time you say Certainly, whatever it. <laughs> comes out, comes out. You know, I, I don't want to... Not going to create any arguments there for me. Well, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about Josh Duggar. Um, uh, yeah. which is really freaking depressing. Good God. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be talking about sex after this. Let's, okay, we'll focus on Josh Duggar. Then we're going to clean this up um, because this is just terrific. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my guest co-host, the baddest bear in the cage. Wait, wait, guest co-host. Okay, fine. You can be my co-host. I guess you're allowed to be now. <laughs> uh, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you are 
listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage and the hairiest, Bear Fjorda. Now, I for sure that first one, but the second one, I don't know about that. There's been, been some very, very I've, fuzzy I've people to step you, into I've the cage. I've seen you naked. No, that's reasonable. Are we talking about <laughs> whole area or just what's seen on camera? That's very. That might be an argument to make there. <laughs> You you are you're you're like a giant hairball. There's this I watched this guy get a I, something I've been interested in lately have been like beard grooming videos on YouTube, and one of them showed this guy. I thought you were watching cow cysts. Yeah, no cow hoof trimming is another great one. But this guy was getting his whole back shaved off, and it looked like a like a a dark like a black yeti. You know that's what exactly what he resembled. I can take a photo of your back. I'm, no, it's like a forest. Like, I, what, I'm the one I'm that hairy? has to. I'm the one that has to wax your back. Well, I'm telling you right now, if you think I'm hairy, that guy was insane. But anyways. Well, uh, yeah, but I don't have to wax that guy's back before he runs around in booty if shorts. If I ever get that hairy, you, waxing my back is no longer practical. You, no one is allowed to. I, I will get like a like a laser thing. You already complained about getting your back waxed. That's because it hurts, but it's not like woo beyond ridiculous. I don't have a forest. I have. Like bushes, like patches back there, right? Like different sections where it's a little too much. You are covered in a fine fuzz. Well, everyone's covered in a fine fuzz by that logic, aren't they? Not the, well, not the way you are. Oh, well, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I'm extraordinary or special as the. <laughs> you are. You're extra special. Fuzzy. As the kids refer to it. So we are avoiding the subject because neither of us really want to talk about this son of a bitch. But it is what's going on in Hollywood. Um, so Josh Duggar had already been in trouble for molesting five girls that we know of. He was under 18. It was set up by his family. Um, charges were never brought. The statute of limitations works this way in where, where they are in Arkansas. They have three years after it's reported to a police officer to press charges. It was reported to a police officer, but the police officer was friends with Jim Bob. Duggar didn't make a report, so the statute of limitations expired. Four of the girls he molested were his sister. One was a babysitter. These are only the girls we know of. Not to, not to mention that's honestly just the tip of the iceberg and not even the worst parts of what he did, considering no. he was still a minor at the time. So something they always say is, you know, you're only going to find out a small fraction of what's going on. So there's going to be a lot more than that. Well, time's gone on. He got in trouble. Uh, he, w- he was with the Morality Council for the Republican Party. Then he got in trouble for working uh, for getting on Ashley Madison, which is a site to be unfaithful to your partner. Yeah. Ashley Madison, life's short, have an affair. That's their whole ad thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, if you guys want to join Ashley Madison, I'm kidding. You know, it's Don't. funny. That, that website is so well, is so well known. I got a text from a, I got a text. It was a joke text. Someone sent me a, a Ashley Madison receipt by a text message from a fake number. Uh, and actually, it was your assistant who played that joke on me. <laughs> I like to point that out. It was Alexis. <laughs> but for sure, sure enough, and I get scared, and I'm like, "Why? Where's this coming from? Why do I have this?" The first thing I did was text you. Like it was immediately. I didn't do it was anything. The first thing I did. I also had a Tinder account. Uh, created and downloaded off my phone. Like when I went there, it showed that the Tinder account had already been downloaded. First thing I did was send you screenshots when I found this. Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't want to be in trouble. I don't know why it's there, but here's the information I, I have. I think Alexis was screwing with you. I'm going to get it back. <laughs> but um, so, this, so this guy turns around and uh, signs up for Ashley Madison. We find this out because his, his information goes out in this data breach. Then, come to find out later on, he's working at a car dealership, and I'm not going to give the name of the porn he downloaded. It's considered one of the worst um, pornographic videos from the Philippines about children possible. He downloaded this. They found multiple cases, and the young girl that started this video was raped, tortured, and buried under the floor of the house uh, that this video was made in. This is what this man was watching. Uh, she isn't the only girl abused in this video. 
but it is it's it's her primarily and what would you say was the worst one to exist on it, the internet yeah it's the worst on the internet uh you know what the worst part is about that is someone had to go online and grade that someone had to grade that well one of the people working to get rid of this kind of pornography is ashton kutcher Oh, fantastic. We're bringing him up, actually, because I forgot all about that program of his. Mm-hmm. He has a, a, I believe it's a tech company or a yeah. social media tech company that specializes in tracking and getting information about people who are being sold into the sex uh, slave rings. The problem is, is his tech is more advanced than the government's tech. And Ashton Kutcher went and... Um was uh, deposed before Congress to talk about this. And he said, it, it was heartbreaking to watch. If you'll get a chance, go look at it. Yeah. He said, it's ridiculous that the government is coming to an actor and asking for help, finding information on the dark web. It's even more ridiculous that they didn't approve of anything he asked for, I believe. Nothing. They yeah, didn't give they him didn't, anything. They didn't give him he any said, kind I of can help. stop this with this, that, and the other. I've already done this, that, and the other. Like, really, he's made a huge difference. And it was they just didn't want to spend the money. It was horrifying. Private. And yeah, go ahead. because of this, uh, people like Josh Duggar are downloading this pornography. His wife has publicly come out and said this is a conspiracy by Joe Biden. Uh, to, a little to bit of a arre- stretch. To arrest a bit him. of a stretch. Well, Joe, the, Joe Biden's totally focused on Josh Duggar in the well, Oval Office. Here's, here's the problem. This um, this investigation was started under the Trump administration. This was started under Trump. So she's blaming, you know, the person that the, the the president that didn't start it. And I can tell you, neither Trump nor Biden gives a shit about Josh Duggar. They have these programs set up to help children. Now, I personally have a lot of problems with Trump, but what he did do was put some very, very strict laws in regarding child pornography, some of the best we've had put in. And I'm someone that doesn't like him, and I think he did a good job doing that. Well, wasn't he also a person accused of abusing minors? Uh, minors, not children. So I, the, I beg the, your pardon? Minors, not children. When they talk about this, when they talk about... Um, what Josh Duggar was looking at, he was looking at children under the age of nine. Well, I believe that anyone under the age of 18 is called a minor, though, right? Uh, so the difference is there is statutory rape. Mm-hmm. There is unlawful sex with a minor, which is somebody between 16 and 18. And there is, uh, when you look at child molestation, we're talking about children under the age of nine. So there are different degrees of this. None of it's right. Yeah, I was going to say, why? that's such a weird way to break it up uh, by. Uh, it, well, there is a dramatic difference between a 19-year-old sleeping with a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old Compared to sleep. I, I, sleeping okay. with a 6-year-old. Th- that's reasonable. I, now, I can understand that. what Josh Duggar was watching, what was so horrible about this, is he was watching um, a 6-year-old girl be raped and tortured. She was later murdered. The man that did this video, um, he was arrested. The women that helped him make it, because women helped him make this, were arrested. The girl died. No, wait. Was this one that he filmed himself? Or Josh Duggar, is no. just buying the this stuff? This is buying, yeah, he's buying the most horrific this, uh, so stuff. So they've released him to a family friend. His wife is trying to let him see his children. Who are the same age as... Those children need to be interviewed. Those children need to be uh, taken to therapy. They need to talk about what's happened. As hard as it is to say you need to get this information out now, we need to put the guy away. And nothing's going to do it better than one of his daughters or sons coming forward and saying, oh, hey, I saw him doing this one day on the computer. Hey, he did this to me when I was younger or did this to me last week before you guys caught him. I hope to God it hasn't got to that point. 70% uh, from the American Psychological Association, it says 70% of people that watch child pornography offend. It is a ridiculously high number. It's not the same as, you know, people watch rape porn. They don't tend to be rapists. They watch... um, that you know they they watch all kinds of weird shit in today's day and age the only one that has those numbers is child pornography well i think he'd be the perfect candidate i mean he did it to his sisters when they were minors he did it to a babysitter when i believe was the babysitter a minor too she was when the babysitter was a minor even if he was a minor at the time he obviously already had some type of predilection now that's not to say that two 16 year olds cannot have consensual whatever being safe you know uh how do i wear this Essentially, safe, sane, consensual, 
that happens all the time. Teenagers get up to that stuff all the time. But you're not going to be a 17-year-old going to touch up on your 12-year-old sister when no one's watching, right? This is immediate, like, you know that's wrong. You know you can't do that. And now you're off the babysitter doing to your other sisters. That's a good candidate for this thing to come up. I think... I think he is a very, very sick man. Um, we need, without question and hesitation, to 100% criminalize this. I know people say they want the death penalty for this uh, because of what that happens to the child. My problem with that is there is no incentive to keep the child alive after that. No, there's not. And it makes a very good point. A lot of people immediately say if you make, if you make rape, molestation of any kind, any variety – uh, punishable by death, then you have that risk of, oh, well, I mean, if I'm going to be put to death anyways, this kid's got to go and I'll take a lesser charge. Pretty much. So it really is, it, it's a very, very dark thing. The problem is this is spread throughout Hollywood. Um, you have Bill Cosby. You have uh, Paul Logan. One of the girls. Paul Logan. Uh, J- Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul, wrong person. Uh, Jake Paul. And the problem with that, one of the girls he went after was a minor. What you have is a very widespread problem. You have Kevin Spacey who molested a young boy and then tried to cover it up by coming out as gay. And of course the gay community's response is, fuck you, this has nothing to do with being gay, don't try and hide behind us. But of course everyone else was like, oh, we totally get it. That makes a yeah, lot of that's, sense. It's ridiculous. Totally cool, um, Kevin You Spacey. have Bill Cosby, you have a, a systemic problem. I've, I've had to deal with situations where people have cornered my assistant. When I was 17, 18, 19, last year, I had it happen at work. Um, and it is it is part of the problem. I joke in the intro saying that sexual assault is so common, you sign a waiver promising not to sue, but it is. The most extreme version of that is this Josh Duggar situation where we've taken a reality star, given him money and power, and he's chosen to... Use it against children. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this, hopefully something a little bit lighter. We will have on Alexis Romero talking a little bit about Hollywood, Hollywood horror, and a lot of fun. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Welcome back, guys, to uh, Behind the Scenes with your host, Summer Helene, uh, except I'm Bear Fjorda, and she keeps calling me the guest host for some reason. But you know what? Welcome back. It's because you're on probation. No, it's the Bear Show. Don't come back. We no, don't need you. No, you, it, it, you are on probation. Well, either way, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are back again. And now we're on with uh, – who, who is that other person? Who, who are we supposed to be talking, about, talking to right now? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't some know some chick some. that rules my life and produces this show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Alexis Romero. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So we are going to have an interesting conversation here. So your choice. We can talk a little bit about the horrors of Hollywood, a little bit about kink, a little bit about weirdness. But we just got done talking about uh, Josh Duggar, who belongs in prison for the rest of his life. We've been talking a little bit too much about sex thus far, but not for the right reasons. I think they need to put him in a dungeon, lock him up, and throw away the key, but not like the good type of ju- dungeon, like one of the ones that nobody could ever get to. There, There is a good type of dungeon? Oh, there's definitely a good type of dungeon. 
She may be discussing the mythical sex dungeons that only uh, unicorns can access. Yeah, but then Army Hammer uh, didn't. Isn't he in trouble for that? Because he wanted to eat a girl's ribs. Yeah, that's a different Wait, type that, of dungeon. Wait, that was a thing. Yeah, so he's really into like BDSM. Okay, and he's really into eating ribs, apparently. <laughs> and he's really into. Don't um, even associate that with BDSM. He's really into BDSM. His dad was really into BDSM. He said he left the lifestyle to be with his wife. Of course, he immediately started cheating on her uh, and got back into the BDSM lifestyle. But he, he was outed to being in some really weird stuff um, simply because. Simply he's because. Famous. Just because he's famous. Well, the more famous you are the, and the things come out, the weirder it's going to be. It's true, it's true, but I mean, you guys are into BDSM, and there's no uh, mention of wanting to eat someone's toes. No, but there's also no mention of people getting into BDSM because their mothers abused them, you know what I mean? That's a Fifty Shades of Grey thing. That's a Fifty Shades of Grey reference, uh, <laughs> reference, completely, yeah. But that's my point, it's... Basically, basically, my point to that is just it doesn't happen because you were abused, right? Maybe he something happened to him for one hammer. To, yeah, he wanting to. No, eat. he grew up wealthy. His dad was a playboy, really into like BDSM and all the weird stuff. Well, you would think something happened to that man, all things considered. Wait I'm just second. saying that is very. I would strange. like to clarify something. Okay, go right just ahead. Because he grew up wealthy does not mean he was not abused, but. Also, abused victims do not mean that's the reason why you get into BDSM. Okay, smartass, why do you get into BDSM? <laughs> because it is fucking fun. Quite literally. It, here's, the, here's the next thing, though. That's, that's something that's very interesting. You don't just magically get into it. You're not driven to it. You're not taught. I mean, you can learn about it, but you're not indoctrinated into BDSM. I think it's something people kind of discover on their own. And now, of course, the advent of pornography, it's a little bit more prominent, at least with people trying it. But it, I, I, it goes back to the whole thing where you're not well, abusing Well, Fifty Shades of Grey kind of brought it to the mainstream. That's true. It but then the did lead it in the wrong in, way, but, but the, lead, the lead in Fifty Shades of Grey, his response was... Uh, this is disgusting. He didn't even want to touch his wife afterwards. Ooh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He went, he went to, to some BDSM clubs to go check out um, what his character, Christian Grey, was into. And he said he felt so dirty he couldn't touch his wife afterwards. Wait, so he that felt dirty like so he couldn't touch his response. wife? Mm-hmm. Pardon? That just seems like a childish response. It, it seems like a cop out. Actually, it's like, oh no, I'm so, I'm so tainted. I couldn't possibly soil you. Oh, I think he's turned on by it. Why would you think he's turned on by it if he says he hates it? Because I think it's like a cop out. Like you know how sometimes you have people that are gay and they're like, well, that is absolutely absurd. Like they're become completely homophobic. Okay. Like self-hating. Just my thought. So you think he was turned on by it and felt the need to publicly disparage it, even though he's selling it? Is this like a is this like a, a, a guilty what what a guilty the, pleasure? We like we have guilty conscience. A guilty conscience. They had to publicly dis disown this thing. The thing that you're into, but maybe that's what Josh Ducker's doing. He, he's just he's trying <laughs> no, that's, to that's put, on the, put on the image of, oh no, it, I couldn't possibly into it. I didn't possibly. You guys can't. No, this is so wrong. But then, of course, it's all over his computer. No, wait a second. I want to make there is a clear distinction between a pedophile and somebody that has a sexual preference for, you know, safe, sane, and consensual sex. It's right? the same logic as medical. It's the same logic as mega pastors being closet homosexuals, closet BDM likers. They hate BDSM. I, I, I agree. I actually got this in from Voice America. And it was it was <laughs> the best thing I heard. I was like, it was very actually. concise. It's the same logic. People seem to attack it. What's the expression? The guilty dog barks the loudest. Yep. Well, here's my question. 
tell so everyone uh, kind of knows. Alexis, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you're into? And I'll have you do the same thing, Fuzzy Bear. Yeah, sure. Um, so I personally am a dominatrix. I absolutely love control. Um, but I like, well, preferences. I like men, men and women. Um, but predominantly I like kind people, but I like to give pleasure, but with a sadistic twist. You're a dominate, dominatrix. I am. Sadistic twist, does that mean like they get to feel good, but you're going to stab them in the process? How, how bad does this get? stab. Jesus. Okay. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell you, I'm intentionally trying to make what you do sound awful and hard it's on you. It's the same you. thing you're into. Yeah, I know, but I'm okay with making fun about it. For instance, she doesn't like it when you call it butt stuff instead of anal pleasure or anal sex or whatever you want to call it, Lex, whatever the technical term is. And would you tell everyone a little about what you're into, please? Uh, butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm basically the same as Alexis you hear is, but on the opposite, but like the opposite gender spectrum, right? So I'm the man who likes to dominate the women. She's a woman who likes to dominate anything that walks into a room. Uh, half naked or even fully dressed. <laughs> so you're both into the dominant side of BDSM. Correct. What Correct. do you get out of that? Uh, for me, I get a feeling of safety, control, pleasure. Uh, I love being able to kind of to run the show. It's a need for control on my end to a certain extent, and that has become a large part of my sex life as well, that need for control. I imagine Alexis is very similar to that in some regards. I think she can answer for herself. Thank but I you want to for answer mans- for her. No, she doesn't need you to mansplain. I need to mansplain this. No, she doesn't need you to mansplain <laughs> how dominatrix works, Alexis. <laughs> I think I get a sense of satisfaction and safety. Um, because when I know she- that I'm in control of the scene, I know what, how to avoid anything going wrong, and I know how to fix or you know, make something right if it does go wrong. There's a great deal of research that goes into it on my end and obviously getting off on the pleasure of being in control of the situation. Well, getting off on seems to only be one-sided. How do you treat your uh, people who go in there with you in the attempt for themselves to enjoy it? If they behave, I do it quite well. What do you guys do when you encounter somebody that's not into what you're into? Like, I know um, Bear and I are dating, and I'm not into BDSM. But you're amicable. You work with me. Now, that's a very specific case. I want to go back to the broader question real quick. Real quick. You said encounter. Uh, do you mean like a pedestrian on the street? Am I just going to start am I just gonna try I mean, chain them up ass. to a tree and, and try and pull their pants down? Like, where are we at with this? <laughs> No, uh, that's that's a crime. I guess in the dating realm, when it comes to people who are not into the same thing as you, you, you typically want to move on. You and I, again, were a more particular special case where we had a lot more in common, a lot more interest in each other. You stalked that went me. Beyond, that went beyond the bedroom. You stalked so, me. That went beyond the bedroom. So when we You got, slept out front of the house in your car. You stalked me. Okay. I may have done some very, from some very, you know, weird things at the beginning <laughs> of our relationship. But either way, Stalker. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say for myself that when it comes to meeting someone who's not into what I'm into, you let it go because the worst thing you can try to do is force someone to be into what you are sexually. Because of course they will learn to resent you as a person, as a partner, as whatever you are. If you're already dating them and they decide they don't want to go any further or don't like the direction you're headed in, you gotta respect that, Alexis. Or get a restraining order. <laughs> Wait, they should get a restraining order against you. Alexis, no. what do you, how do you deal no. with guys not being into what you're into? Because you, you like to wear the writing. you like to wear the penis in the relationship. What happens when a guy and says, I "Hey, I don't want you"? I'm sorry, you have to say that one more time. I'll get everything I, in writing. I get that. That's a good, safe way to be. How do you? Um, we've got about two minutes till we go to break. How do you deal with somebody not wanting you to wear the penis and put it up their tushy? You find somebody else that's willing. Or you get in writing saying that you have consent. Are you talking about molesting someone simply because you have it in writing? That's better than her <laughs> other comments where they where she says they can't say no if they have a ball gag in their mouth. <laughs> uh, you say the same kind of things. 
So what advice, I'm going to ask you, um, Alexis, what advice would you have for women who would like to try getting more into the uh, wild side and are afraid to? Talk with your partner, do research, and find out what you're into because you cannot try things unless you actually know yourself. Now, for both of you, if you were involved with someone you really cared about, would you be willing to step down from the dominant part of yourself? Like, um, Bear, would you be willing to, if you fell in love with someone like Alexis, would you be willing to, (laughs) you know, allow them to have control? Or for you, Alexis, we'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to find out uh, exactly how flexible these Domine, dominatrix, the men, male doms. I don't know what they call them. These BDSM kinky people are. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, Bear Fiorda, and our special guest, the most frightening dominatrix I know, Alexis Romero. We'll be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, and I still maintain the hairiest, Bear Fiorda, and our special guest, Alexis Romero. Alexis is a dominatrix in her off time. Jared Bear Fiorda in his downtime is a dom. And I am starting to think everyone in Hollywood is just a little bit kinky because everyone I know is into some form of BDSM, and that's all of Hollywood. I'm talking about from A-listers to D-listers. Everyone's got something. It Everyone's got a king. Are. Everyone's got something. It could be silly. It could be mundane, but everyone has something. Everyone has a king. Well, you smack people around for money. That's what you do. You run around in booty shorts and you punch people in the face. Now, and now you, you know said, mine. Oh, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> is, is for you, for somebody that's sadistic, do you ever get like aroused by beating up your opponent? No, there's a different environment for that, different headspace. It's not like, you know, turn the lights down low, locking the doors, throwing roses on the bed or in the middle of the cage in this example. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the same. So, of, of course, it's not going to uh, happen in the same realm. Uh, it's more like you get into a different headspace. For instance, when I go to bed with a partner, with the person at the time who I know I'm going to do that with, I don't walk in 
was doing some breathing exercise expecting to have to land a couple of shots in before I get to make my move, you know? <laughs> that, that, that would be ripe. It would very quickly become rape, at least. <laughs> it doesn't start out like that. That, that, that would be jail time. That would be jail now, time. Now, I asked you guys beforehand, I asked both you and Alexis, what would you do if you fell in love with someone that had the exact opposite preference of you? Like you and Alexis, fall in love together. I know mm -hmm. she's your best friend, so this is going to be weird, but go with me here. You and Alexis fall in love. Okay. And you guys go to do the do. When you guys met, you wanted to hook up. Um, Glad that didn't work out. Yeah, but that was mostly because you were both hoes and both available. But it didn't work out because you have the same predilections. What would have happened? Let's say you two fell in love. Would you have allowed her the control? Well, I've been answering first this entire time, so I'll let Alexis go first on this one. Alexis, would you have allowed him the control? Very easily would have turned into a fist fight, and he's a professional <laughs> fighter. I would have lost. So what, what, what she means there, folks, is that there is no way she would be amicable to anyone else's sexual <laughs> desires. So don't expect it if you get into a relationship no, with her. So there is, a, there is a space for compromise on certain things, but there are, you just can't compromise what you're sexually desired because you're going to seek out those desires somewhere else. If there is not That's a match, you Hamble. are going to seek that out. I can agree with this. So if you fell in love with someone that didn't have your desires, what would you do? I, I would say if they didn't have my desires, are they willing to be like me? Can you go 50-50? Can we find a way to make this work? Is there any room that we can enjoy being the uh, submissive to the other person at different times? Can we find something we like in that? And if we can't, then let's not push this any further. I may have feelings for you now, but they will pass if I stop seeing you on a regular basis. So either we can work it out where we both still have fun no matter what end we're on or we don't pursue it because that's only going to hurt each other in the end. What about if uh, somebody that's not into BDSM at all? You and I are in a relationship. I'm not interested in that whatsoever. Right, but you're amicable. You, you will work with what I want. And I think it comes down to that same conversation. Is there a middle ground? Is there something we can do here that you're available to? Something, a great piece of advice I heard when it came to things like uh, differences in sexual preferences if your partner won't physically do these things with you, can they voice it out for you? Can they give you stories? Can they maybe uh, basically do, make forms of literatica for you that are designed by the person so it still feels like you're connected, right? Can you wiggle the bar, make, make some room for each other in any way possible? Okay. What about you, Alexis? I'm not sure. I would... I don't think there's a lot of room for compromise. When it comes to sexual preference, it falls so heavily in what you deeply desire. Like, if, I, I truly don't think that you could replace that. You can well, compromise you, to a certain extent. You just got out of a relationship where the guy was not into what you were into. Yeah, and that ter it ended terribly. Um I, I just don't think that you should compromise what you want, especially when it comes to sexuality. It's fun, such a delicate topic because these are talking about your fantasies. These are talking about your desires. These are talking about your mixing emotions with physical and the sense of attraction. That's just not something that should be taken lightly. Why do you think there is so much more prevalence for BDSM and kink in places like Hollywood and combat sports and sports in general? I think that everybody's already playing out a... They're already becoming this different character. And with BDSM, it gives you the opportunity to be who you are. I, I would actually go ahead and say that it, it's not just entertainment people, it's everybody, right? But entertainment people are on the forefront of your screen. So you hear about it, see about it, talk about them more. But, you know, little little Tommy who went through preschool, through high school, through college, making straight A's, 4.5 GPA, if that's even possible, he's got a kink. He can have a whole Christian household. He's got a kink. Everyone's got something. Yeah. We just happen to know about it from the entertainment perspective because we're the ones that people are looking at and either scrutinizing or idolizing or whatever you might have it uh, for as long as we live, for as long as we're relevant. 
That makes sense. Do you think um, people are trying to to say that BDSM is part of the reason people like Josh Duggar, Kevin Spacey, they're, they're mixing BDSM and homosexuality and all of that together um, with child abuse? I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the question was, how do you feel about people who mix sexuality with child abuse? Meaning, you know, that, that, that was that, that company or that business that at one point, Nambla or something, Nambler? Nambla. Nambla, where they're trying to be the National Man Boy Love Association. Where it's, South Park did an excellent. Where, where it's uh, okay for them. grown men to be with chill, uh, uh, young boys because they have, they have love interests with each other and the young boys can fully make that decision. That is freaking horrible. I think South Park did really well when they lampooned them. Uh, We have about three minutes left on the show, guys. Bear, tell everyone where they can find you. So, oddly enough, you won't find me on Pornhub or anything like that, even though I'm talking (laughs) a lot about this stuff. You can find me on all regular social media. I'm going to describe that right now to you. That'll be your Twitter, your Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And now TikTok has become very prominent, too. Uh, You also find me on the more obscure platforms like Lit. Triller, Zin, Dub Smash, and Bite. And they can find you at? And they can find me everywhere uh, at Bear Fiorda. All of it's the same. No B-A-R-F-I-O-R-D-A. Correct. We will put up a link. Alexis, uh, I know you don't really do a lot of social media. Push whatever you want to push here. I'll let you have it. Tune in behind the scenes. Tune in BTX. Tune in BTS on all platforms if you want to hang out, learn a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood. Sometimes a little bit about kinks, sometimes a little bit about Hollywood, and sometimes a little bit weird. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Summer Helene, with my co-host, Bear Fjorda. I want to call him guest co-host because it annoys you don't, him. Hold on. We're not stopping yet. You you can't. You, we got to work past this. We got to work <laughs> past it. We got to have, have a full therapy session to work on calling you guest Within co-host. 30 seconds to work on you calling me guest. So say with me. Co- guest. Co- guest. Co- guest. My, my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. And a special thank you to Alexis Romero. Thank you very, very much. I do want to say, if you can tell us, um, give us some good news in Hollywood because it's been a really shitty week. I will give you a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Jump on Twitter for Behind the Scenes or Summer Helene. I will give you a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Or I will give you ballet flats from uh, your Sydney. My, my brain one. my brain just isn't working. They're the best ballet flights I've ever had in my life. Guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.